Welcome into Trust the Process Live. We are here on a Tuesday because we thought we would be talking about a sweep, but it turns out we're not. We're here to give you a little preface to Game 5 as the uh, as our Philadelphia 76ers and the Washington Wizards travel back up 95 to the friendly or unfriendly confines because, as we all know, the wa- or the, oh, I almost said Wachovia Center. Don't date yourself ow. now. Don't date oh, yourself oh now. Oh, goodness. The Wells Fargo Center will be back to what are we looking at full capacity we're looking at full yes sir full full capacity. Capacity. first game in over 14 months 14 Woo. months of full capacity and that's where the unfriendly confines come in uh it's 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 gonna be a good one we, we will get into game five in a little bit but i am back as your host james hyden here with my guys doc lock josh saffron how are you friend Hey, I'm doing good. You know, we got the laptop back in the saddle once and for all. Let's go. Uh, you know, pretty low-key Memorial Day weekend. Did a little door dashing, made a, made a few easy bucks, and I was hoping we'd cap it off with a beautiful sweep. Was not the case, but you know what? We're here. We got full capacity tomorrow, so let's celebrate those small victories, and uh, we'll get into utter panic in a few moments. All right, all right. My man, YG, young gentleman, that's what they call him. We call him it too, just because that's how he lives. James Jackson, how are you, friend? I'm good. I'm good. And I really appreciate the Sixers getting on the gentleman wave, pulling out maybe the gentleman sweep in five. I see you guys, see you guys following the the, the young gentleman mindset, the gent way. Appreciate y'all, man. That's 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 for the brand right there. I like it. Wow. Okay. That's how we're starting today. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. The man of digits, hopefully five, and that's how many games it'll take the Sixers to win this first round series. Mm. Maximilian Coolish, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm I'm chilling. I I actually feel like I'm gonna be the most sane one tonight, but I guess we're you gonna do find seem, out soon. You, you seem eerily calm. Because I, I, I that's what I'm calm. feeling eerily calm. But, you feel you know, like, we're like about to find you out. know something, you know something we don't. That's what it feels like right now. Yeah, Tuesdays are my crazy days. Um, And if you want to hear us go crazy on Tuesday this week instead of Monday, you can find us wherever you find your podcasts, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're there. Search Trust the Process Live or TTPL Philly, wherever you get your podcasts. That's our plug for the first half. You know, I'll sneak one in there later. I like that was to, beautiful. That was beautiful. I like to mix it up. You know, I'll sneak another one up. It's not you're not gonna see it coming, you're not gonna hear it coming but you're going to get a second one later on in the show. Boys, we're going to jump right into our main half or ooh, main event right now. Boys, I'm rusty. Oof. Hmm. And I'm going to ask the first question and I'm going to start it off with Max because I'm here. I need to be here. Okay. I'm here. <laughs> I need to be here. I need you to level me out. Business. Bring him down. Do you feel any differently about the Sixers and their title aspirations after seeing them play Without Joel Embiid last night, as he only played 11 minutes in the game, obviously went down with what we thought at the time was a back injury, the way he got up and and reacted, but it turns out it is a knee injury. We're not sure the full extent of that, but Max, after seeing him go out and seeing the way the Sixers played, do you feel any differently about the Sixers and their title aspirations? I mean, I, I think we can all just, you know, we can we can be honest with ourselves and saying, you know, everybody kind of had that heart heart drop, you know, you know, just moment of dead silence. If you were alone, if you were with a group of people, I'm sure they all did the same exact thing where everyone just went, oh, no, 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 no. But they did that inside their head because nobody could actually formulate words. So I'll say this. Title aspirations are obviously – they're shot without Joel Embiid. I, I, 
you know, I feel I feel like you're making me walk into the lines then here with that one, quite honestly. But I think we all agree they're they're not the best team in the league without without him. They're just not. They're, they he does so much for them offensively and defensively. We've talked about it time and time again, but you know, playoffs come down to matchups. You know, you see it in every sport, it's all about matchups. In the Eastern Conference specifically, there is not a body on a single roster in the playoffs that is a good matchup for Joel Embiid. Right? Without that, that all changes. We've we've already starting to see some of the struggles that other players are having. I don't want to point the finger at Ben Simmons. He obviously has been under a lot of fire under the last you know week or so. Right? But just you know, just not having a guy who commands a double team, a guy who scores thirty plus a game, a guy who is is you know a threat to score from any distance within twenty five feet that opens up and changes a lot of things when that's not available for you on the floor. So I think we can all agree that title aspirations are, you know, they're, they're, they're reduced to very significant margins without Joel Embiid. Right. With that being said, I am absolutely going to take the positives out of this game. And, and, you know, we talked about this yesterday over text, the Sixers might be the only team in the playoffs that can get away with playing 10 men in a given series and it not be in total garbage time. Mm-hmm. I think that is extremely invaluable, especially for a team that, you know, that, that likes to tinker. And then this isn't even a Doc Rivers thing. It seems to just kind of be the, the identity of the Joel and beat Ben Simmons Sixers. It feels like tinkering has been going on for the last four years around these guys yeah. and, and just trying to figure out what lineups work with what and who plays with who and how to match. And you, and you think now that's a good thing. And you think now that's a good well, thing. I, I don't I even – but... I think that if it's going to happen, I at least would like to have the pieces that are competent enough to go out on the floor and not just, you know, be be minus 10 in, in two and a half minutes, right? Well, but I'm not saying that we should be relying on the bench. I'm not saying that this is a good thing. All I'm saying is that I've seen guys who I expected to have – zero impact in the playoffs at least do something and if for whatever reason if if the bad luck continues then i know that they can at least have a moment they're not going to do enough to win series or maybe whole games but all you can ask for sometimes sometimes a guy going one for two with three points that can be the biggest three points in the game that can be a three that leads to a steal on a, on a bucket and then it's a quick five points no no you're right Weird the moment is a good point in the playoffs the moment i don't know if i agree i think the the, I, I like the question jj but i think the question has to be like can like it's is is I don't think it's good or bad. Did they like can they really play ten men? Because the only time they've had to play ten men, they just lost and didn't complete the sweep to a ten. Seed. I mean, they were so playing. Not, they were like, playing without their best player for three quarters of the game. They were down twelve in the fourth quarter and brought but it back. But to that's why you have possession. to play 10 I think men. that's why you can take a positive out of this. They had I don't no know if that's a positive. That. It didn't work out well. I mean, like you don't, I said, you don't wanna, we're you not counting on the bench to win us the title. That's that's that's, oh, yeah. that's not going to happen. All I'm saying is that you know, if if Doc Rivers feels like for whatever reason that Tyrese Maxey is the guy to put in, and maybe he's going to jump up in the in the rotation, I'm not going to question that because I've already seen Tyrese Maxey come in and play in for play important fourth quarter minutes and make a positive impact on the floor on both sides of the ball. That's what I'm trying to get at here right. is that should Doc Rivers see fit to throw one of those 10 guys, or maybe one of those guys that we don't think should be playing. I have the confidence now to trust in that coaching staff. Whereas before it's a total, you know, it feels like a total Hail Mary move. But, but you do it, but on you previous do agree. You know, experiences. 
but you do agree, Digits, that going forward in the playoffs, like you don't want to continue to see ten men off the bench at some point. No, it's no, no. I, I think that but, but I hear you, you don't want to be like that, Holzer, But right. I'm saying that you know, if your tenth right. guy becomes your seventh guy for some reason, one right, right, right. Night, I'm not saying. scratching my head at that. I've already seen it. I've already seen it. I hear you. All right. I hear you. All right, JJ, how are you feeling about these uh, these Sixers and their aspirations? What's that first word, y'all? What's that first word in 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 the graphic? Shaky baby. baby. I so, mean, so it's and Max, you 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 pretty much hit every single point. Like, there's there's no way you you're living under like ignorant bliss if you really think that without the without Joel Embiid, the Sixers still have a shot at winning the title, even like coming out of the Eastern Conference, because. Like Joel Embiid is the only person on the Sixers from the offensive standpoint that can beat his matchup on the other side of the ball, pretty much whoever it is. Like we've seen Joel Embiid dominate the best of the best centers. And I'm not sure if anybody else on the Sixers in a one-on-one matchup can beat that other person on the other side of the ball consistently Ooh. every single time down the floor, every single time down the floor without Joel Embiid there. Cause now without Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. everybody steps up and we've, and Tobias Harris got off to a torrid start in this playoffs. But we've seen him go lightning fast, and we've seen him kind of walk and crawl himself, you know, through some quarters or through some stretches of the game. And there were some stretches late in the Washington game yesterday when the Sixers are, are trying to make a little mountain, little push, and I see maybe a turnover from Tobias Harris. He goes in and gets it stripped, you know, a, a bad shot here. Now now when he's the number one option, he's the, he's the primary scoring option on offense, that's where I think it gets yeah. a little hazy because now that there's there's just so much pressure on him. And now if everybody steps up, now now who, who has to step up and instead of giving you 17 to 20, guess who has to give you, you know, 25 to 28 now? Mr. Mr. Ben Simmons has to give you 25 to 28 now. And we're already kind of extending him, asking him to give us 20, right? So asking him to give us 28 to, or 25 to 28 now might be, you know, might be a tall task. So uh, I think everyone in the, in the city seems least, like it based on what we've seen. Right, right, right. But based on based on the evidence that we have at bay, we know that 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 is a lot to ask from them. And the, Max, you're just you're right in all cylinders. The reason why everybody can't breathe in the city when he goes down is because they know like that the title hopes stop with Joel Embiid being off the floor. And this is a time where I can really empathize with Sixers fans, man. Whenever Chris Paul hits the ground in a playoff game, I do the same thing. Like not only is my breath taken away, but in my head I'm like, God, here we go again. Like not only am I there's 50% sadness and 50% frustration. The sadness of that it's happening to my guy and the frustration that it's happening to my guy again. So I get it. But there there are no there are no title aspirations without Joel Embiid. I don't even think you beat the Hawks without Joel Embiid next next round. Yeah, I mean I I gotta agree with you, JJ, especially mm-hmm. with that last point with the I don't think this team beats the Hawks mm-hmm. without Joel Embiid. And I, I'm I don't wanna I don't think Embiid towards ACL at all. Like, that's not what I'm trying to say when I say this. There will be no magical Nick Foles run with this 76ers team, right? Like, (sighs) when Carson Wentz tore his ACL, we all said the same thing, right? Like, oh, there goes the Super Bowl. This was going to be our year. There it goes. This is a different story, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if Embiid is done for even a series, aside from this Wizard series, right? I I have no concerns about Washington winning the next three games, although... Doc Rivers with a three-one lead. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not going down that road. Don't even get. Don't, no, do, that yourself, don't do that to yourself, man. Don't do that to yourself, man. The news we got about a beat is just terrifying, in my opinion. Like, like I would have liked to have any indication of, of pretty much anything other than the, the whoa the Woj tweet today saying 
they're gonna check it again tomorrow. Like that's literally what. Like he might as well not have said anything. I would have rather. I might have rather had nothing than seeing got the MRI. No, back. stop it. I'm gonna. You stop would not have rather. No, you're not. If, if you, you if there were, yeah, come on, you'd, you'd, be right yeah. you'd be in hell right now. You'd be in hell right now if there was no report at all. You'd literally be in hell right now. They, they couldn't do anything until they got back to Philly, which yeah. was at six a.m. But yeah. yeah. And I, like I'm no doctor, obviously, but to me that says like there's there's something wrong. Like it's not all okay. Like yeah, seven foot two, three hundred yeah, pound individual hit hit the ground really hard. Yeah, and they the report is they're not very concerned about his long term health. I don't. I'm not too concerned about his long term health right now. What about the next three weeks? That's <laughs> yeah, the health long term. <laughs> I want these next three weeks. Who cares about the long term? The worst part is, is I agree. I, I feel terrible for you. Y'all, I don't care about him spending quality time with his kids when he's older. I need a championship. Oh, y'all don't need a hallmark. Retire after I this banner if you need the quality time. They hang forever. Right. <laughs> I care about Joel Embiid as a person and everything, but let's be real here. Like, what's How is he going to be in three weeks? You'll know tomorrow. They'll check them out tomorrow. Ten days. Yeah. I need ten day turnaround time. I need. I need express shipping. Mm. Oh Maybe. boy. Maybe. Well, like we said, they're going to check Joel and beat out again tomorrow. They've returned to um, Philadelphia. Obviously, they couldn't do many tests before they got back here. We're going to shift the conversation now a little bit away from the big man um, and go to the big cheese, uh, mm. the bench boss, the head honcho, Doc Rivers. I want that. Glenn and Glenn, yeah, this, this might be a Glenn moment. Glenn, this, this, this might be one of them Glenn moments. Like Glenn um, moment. I was very, very let down with Doc Rivers oh in in just his overall coaching strategy yesterday. I mean, I don't know if we need to get into it, but how are you going to let Scott Brooks do the hack of Ben? What do you, you? I mean, we can get what into you, it when when you ask the question. But what do you? Are you really going to take him out for thirty eight seconds? Yes. Yes. Put in George I, Hill I am with, look at, I am with put, Banners on this one. Thirty eight seconds. Take seconds. him out. Put in George Hill. Look at Ben and dead in the it's, eyes it's and say, "Hey, time. you have the final two minutes, but for thirty eight seconds, they're going to foul your ass. Sit down, George. Go. Yeah. Don't be so. Don't be so. Go. go we'll, we'll get into let's it. Ask the question. So we can get into it. So we get into it. Oh boy. All right. Do we want to do that before we get into his yeah. person? Do we want to go yeah. in linear? Yeah. Do we want to go yeah, in linear yeah, yeah. fashion? You want to talk, oh, let's talk about this? Let's talk okay, about before this we yeah. get to his post-game conference, let's talk about Doc Rivers during the game. I think I just laid out my that that's my biggest gripe with you. You let Scott Brooks out coach you with a strategy he talked about three months ago. He that's said, outdated going, as hell, by the way. Yeah, that I is think, outdated as hell. I'm going to do this. I think it can win us a game, and it did. You're Doc Rivers. You are not supposed to get out coached by Scott Brooks, let alone when Scott Brooks tells you what he's going to do. That's my no, no, two cents on it. You're right. You're right. But 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 let's not act like Doc hasn't been stubborn before. There's a reason he blows three one leads, and it, and it's been documented that Doc Rivers has a has a tough time sometimes with mid uh, mid series adjustments. Like, like taking his game plan and morphing it once he sees that something is not working. Doc is very much, I have my plan at the start of the series. I want to see it through to the end. And to his credit, 
a majority of the time it works. He's a very successful coach, has a championship and all that. But when it comes back to bite you is when a team had found a, a loophole in your strategy, something to go towards, and they're attacking it and attacking it and attacking it, and you don't adjust to their adjustments. And I don't think it comes back to bite them so hard in the Wizards series, just that the talent disparity is too much between the Wizards and the Sixers. But that's absolutely something that comes back to bite you in the second round, in the conference finals, places where he's lost 3-1 leads before. So I, I'm, I'm not... I'm not too surprised, I'll say, when I hear Doc Rivers say, change a strategy. No, that's my best player. It's one of my best players. That doesn't surprise me too much. I've seen it before. Like the mid-series ad adjustments is yeah. one of the things he struggles with. The, 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 the Ben Simmons in the last two, three minutes, you, you take him out. Like you take him out. If they're fouling him, you take him out. When you have the ball, Shaquille O'Neal, one of the greatest players to play the game ever. And he got taken out when other teams did this to him. Like, and especially if Ben Simmons is your point guard, your number one, the guy you want to have bring up the ball and the other team's strategy to win the game is giving him like free points, basically. You take him out because you got George Hill right there. This is, I mean, this isn't the exact read. Like when Daryl Moore traded for George Hill, I'm sure he wasn't anticipating this. Indirect the reason, though. It's, it's, it's yeah. the same lane. Yeah, same exactly. Lane. That's what I'm saying. Like in other years, maybe you got to leave Ben Simmons out because you're not going to trust TJ McConnell in that moment. And, and even TJ is kind of a shaky free throw shooter. You got a guy like George Hill right there. He's been in the playoffs so many times. You just slot him in. But, and it's no mistake. You say, Ben, if you want to play in crunch time, you're going to be shooting 300 free throws tonight. And, and look, Ben obviously should know this. But I don't think it's a question. Like, like, yeah, I get it. You're right, JJ. Doc's stubborn, but that doesn't justify his coaching. I mean, they lost last night. Stubborn to a fault, and and that's the fault. It's tough, Matt. Is Max? What what are your what are your thoughts here on the in game? Let, let's keep it in game on Doc. I mean, you know, it, it is well documented. He's a a stubborn guy. He kind of, you know, I don't want to say this is like a plays of favorite moments, but you know, that's that's part of his reputation is that. You know, when he has a guy that he likes, he has a guy that it's he his likes. Guy. It's his guy, right. So, you know, it, it, I think, honestly, I think it's just almost more frustration boiling over from the fact that Ben Simmons is in this position where he can be getting, you know, hack a Ben okay. for 60 seconds straight as as a starting point guard. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and not, you know, not put some fault on him. I mean, the guy's, what, a 60% career free throw shooter? Yeah. Bad, you know, after after you know your your fourth full regular season in the league, you are what you are. You, you know Andre Drummond made the jump from a a forty five percent free throw shooter to like a seventy percent free throw shooter. It can be done. He's just you know one in a long list of examples of guys who have figured out whatever you need to do to get that free point twice in a row. You do it to get that free point twice in a row. And quite honestly, I. I you know, a lot of fingers have been pointed at Ben Simmons. I think I think this should be the you know I always said the middle finger, but that I guess that's just your longest finger, not really your biggest. Not that one. when you're when you're really trying to get to, you know, multiple fingers point. Mm -hmm. And and quite honestly, if you're a starting point guard, you either need to make your free throws at the end of the game, or you need to accept that you are not a starting point guard in in that time yeah. period because yeah. one of the two things has to happen. And if if you're not going to get out of the team's way and the coaches are going to pull you out of the team's way, then the team's going to crash and burn. And that's going to be, if, if for some reason that's the downfall of the Sixers team, then, then there should and will be hell to pay. Now, now Josh, before you go, I want to ask a question, all three of you guys, all, all the Sixers fans on here, because when I was watching the hack of Deandre with the Lob city Clippers, and I wanted to literally claw my eyes out. This is when it, this is when it stopped happening or when it started, started to, to stop happening. Um, 
is when he went to the line and made one of two. And the last three, all the times that Ben Simmons went to the line, he made one of two. He went fifty percent. And that 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 it may not be putting multiple points on the board at one time, but it's still leaving with points. And DeAndre Jordan was worse than Ben Simmons. I'm going to keep it a buck. Was way worse than Ben Simmons. He would airball both them jaws. Like yeah. it was, it was bad. It was literally terrible to look at. Like like we're arguing if Ben Simmons should come out of the game. There was no argument. DeAndre Jordan needs to put his ass on the sideline when we're coming down the stretch of a close game. But when he started putting one in the basket, it made teams lighten up because we're because we're we're, we're not really closing the margin that much. Like even if we go get a bucket, it's still yeah. only closing at one instead of instead of two. No, so when JJ, you start putting something on the board, it makes people go, is this is this really all that worth it to keep putting fouls on my team, keep putting fouls on my players? Because he's still giving them something. He's not giving I've them been, nothing. I've been thinking about that same thing mm-hmm. all day. It's been one of the like one of four. It's a, it's a, it's a real question to have for y'all. It's a and, it's a real question. And I, I came up, I came up with a, my confident without a doubt answer is if Ben Simmons was a power forward or he was a center who doesn't shoot, that would be acceptable. But if you want to be the main ball handler, the guy who is hypothetically has the ball in his hands for most of the game in crunch time for the one seed, one out of two is absolutely unacceptable. Like I, I just, they're going to keep fouling him. There's a whole like analytical debate now about if you have one point per possession, is that beneficial? Well, like, no, I don't, I don't want to do any of that. It's the easiest thing in basketball. Like it really is. Like I hate to oversimplify it as the regular uh, doc would say, I don't know ball. But it's an easy, wide-open shot that's, what is it, 15 feet, 12 feet, and he is your point guard. It's the easiest thing to do if the whole team strategy – they literally want – like, is it fair to say the Wizards won the game last night based off of Ben Simmons' free throw shooting, like, more or less? Like, there was so many – I would say say more they won the game because Embiid went down. But if Ben Simmons could just be a normal – like, if he could just make two free throws – they win that game. You can game. make two out of three. Well, no. If he made two free throws the first time they did it, I say they just stop doing it right there and they play a normal basketball. Not to do it again. Not to do it again. Because the chances that he makes two the next time are, are so tiny, they do it again. Unless yeah, unless he goes to the line and makes and makes two yeah. multiple times, or even just looks good. Because so you there's four in a row, you're exempt. But there's so a that, demeanor. There's a demeanor when you go to the line that mm, that that tells me Scott Brooks yeah. or the Wizards like we're doing we're doing the right thing. Like when Ben Simmons gets fouled yeah. and he takes a deep breath and he looks up at the sky, I know he's missing these free throws. He's not going to that line confidently. He's literally going to that line praying. I watched DeAndre Jordan do yeah. the same thing. Take too long at the free throw line. Give like three big deep breaths. Like this this moment's too big. He's already sucked himself out of a free throw. Well, like there's, seen, a, there's a demeanor to it. So even, if, so even if he hit the first two the first time, he's not going to do it again. Like I, I can I see it. where he is at the line. He's not. He yeah. doesn't want to be there. What I'll say is when you get dapped up before the free throws, you're wrong. doing something You're doing oh, something wrong. So wrong. That's, that's oh, to me, so that, wrong. Dude, you can't Please. tell me I'm not right with that. Like it's, that's and, so and funny. When, when you get dapped up before the free throws, Scott Brooks is doing something right. I think I'll leave that one right there. But mm-hmm. in terms of – I don't think the Sixers mm-hmm. lost last night's game solely on – Not solely. The, no. Solely on the free throws. I think that's 50% of it because, let's be honest – I don't think it's 50. I don't think it's half the story. I, I, I would say 50. I I'm going I'm, I'm to do a pie chart. 50% okay. right there, 25% on Doc Rivers. Literally, it's – dude, like he, uh, 25% on Doc Rivers. You are yeah. Doc oh, yeah. Rivers. You are no, a no, legendary – How much Embiid? How much Embiid? 
Nando, what do you yeah, mean? How yeah, much no, he that's separate. That's a, no, 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 that's no, no not, not, not his fault. Not his fault, but on the fact that he went out. That's what well, that, that I don't aside. know if I can. I don't know if I can yeah. place that on the pie chart of blame. If because that's everything. That. I, yeah, I don't know if that's. I don't know if I can blame that. That's more of an exigent circumstance. Right, yeah. right, and I, that's why I said not blame, but reason, reason, reason as to why you lost. All right, so it's I'll, I'll, because of Embiid. No, the intimidation factor was gone when Embiid went off the floor. I'll, I'll amend it. I'll, yeah. I'll. Split twenty five percent in half and give it the doc and MB going out. So I'll split that twenty five, okay. and the last twenty five is going to the officiating. I gotcha. made this point. Oh, yeah, gotcha. I, gotcha. I, I made I made this point last night to you guys in in the group chat. That's a fireable offense. There had to been there oh, had to have been there there had to have been a performance review today. You got called in. It's it, you, you're not going to the eight a.m. meeting. You're coming in, sitting down. Bring your officiating it's, book. It, it's you. it, bring, bring your bring your rule book. Bring everything. Uh, bring, the, bring the shirt from Foot Locker. Yeah, because you know I would like know? it's it's it, that was I I've never I seen a flagrant seen foul officiating before. That common foul that should have been a flagrant <laughs> was unbelievable. Yeah. They did. The, there was the ball was at least two feet away, and I'm I would say more because Ben Simmons' wingspan, he, his arms were outstretched. Russell Westbrook's hands were more than three feet away from the basketball. They went directly from chin to neck to waist. That was as flagrant of a foul. If that let's let's play role reversal. Let's switch that. If Ben Simmons came in on Russell Westbrook going up, but I won't even go to the Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard would have been locked up if that mm-hmm. had happened. Mm-hmm. If Ben Simmons came in on Russell Westbrook going in for a dunk and he went jaw, neck, waist without an even getting close to the basketball. Brody was fighting him. Brody would fight him. That's at least a flagrant one. We'd probably be talking about a flagrant two. And the Sixers would have gotten the ball back, being up one at least one point. They would have been up at least one point if Ben Simmons bricks both of those free throws, and they would have gotten the ball back. That right bad. there, like that it. call being not a flagrant, being a common foul, I think wins us the game. Yeah, That's not even to go back even before. Like I, if, if I watch the game – Wow, we could go back and talk about some of the poorest officiating crew. That team, that that crew should not be officiating any more NBA playoffs. Most of the time, most of the time, I like to quiet y'all down when you're talking about like, oh, what was me with the refs? This is probably one of the only, if not the very first time, where I see it all. Like every time y'all have a complaint, I'm like, yeah, that was a terrible call. Like I'm watching these games and thinking the same thing that you guys are. And most of the time, I don't. Like most of the time, I think you guys are chirping, but this has been bad. Two, two, two things. Two things regarding the whole officiating. One, the the what you're talking about banners, that foul specifically. I think like I'm tired of the soft NBA. Like I think that should be oh, a no. foul. But but the oh, way no. the series has been called, and the fact that it was called a flagrant on the floor, and then they reviewed they it. They overturned it, right? That's that, that is, that is, that that is really ridiculous. Egregious. Like. I'm in, I'm in the camp where you let the boys play. This is the playoffs. If you want to foul them hard, so be it. That's a common foul. Let's play that way. But that's not the way the entire playoffs have been called at all. Like, not even just the nah. series, which when I think you the series the has been, when has you been the ultra charming. Like, absolutely soft. The other thing is uh, the Wizards smelled blood. Dave Silver smelled blood. He said, hey, let's get a little more revenue for a game five. He gave, he gave them a nice little call. So they're going to come in at 8 a.m. and get a little uh, little pay raise for that ad revenue banners. That's ridiculous. Maximizing like the it. number of full capacity games. Yep. Yeah. Josh, do you call him Dave Silver on purpose? 
Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Because I was wondering. You keep calling him Dave. I was Dave. I was Dave. Dave. But it's just right. like it, and I know I said this in the group chat. All I want mm-hmm. is consistency. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you're gonna oh, call boys, if you're so. gonna call a tough game, call a really tough game. If you're gonna let the boys play, let the boys play. But I can't look at one end of the floor and see Dwight Howard literally sneeze on somebody <laughs> and what Westbrook goes to the line, and then Tobias Harris being a heap with two Wizards players uh, players on top of him. And Ish Smith going up the floor the other way with no I mean, ball. there there was one I remember where Shake Millen literally had to go completely around a defender who had two heels on the restricted the restricted areas line, and they ended up on a pile on the ground. And it was just like that, yeah. my rule is a foul. It's a foul. And right. I, I gotta say, like last thing, I don't want to talk about the refs too much. You know, I don't watch every single game of every single NBA season, so I'm sure if somebody ever sees this, they'll be like, "Actually, you're wrong." I watch a fair amount of basketball. I don't think I've ever seen the call get ruled a flagrant on the floor and get negatively reversed. I've never seen a flagrant get reversed ever. Ever, I've never seen. I didn't. You're right. I thought that was against the rules. I thought what I, didn't think that I was thought possible. when you ruled it a flagrant, the only thing you're checking is for one or two. That, why right. I'm not taking it back. I'm gonna check it at the no. severity of it. Back I was a guest. I was, was a guest. That's the that's the first thing I said. I was. I didn't know you could do this. I didn't know you could take a flagrant back. Yeah. Last yeah, thing on the refs. Apparently, definitely ridiculous. Apparently, me as a as a casual i would as that's the new term nowadays yeah. a guy who likes to watch every single sixers game and a fair amount of basketball apparently i don't know what being set is anymore um I, or or playing a verticality apparently i don't know what that is because robin lopez smacks honestly the four of us should just go to the nba on a personal and be like hey give us the right amount of money we will become a full-time officiating team right now i'll drop everything like i'm cool with that like I, know I know I get paid more being an NBA referee. Oh, first of all, I would love one of my like low key bucket list things is to, to tee someone up twice real quick. Bink, bink, oh, oh yeah. My God, I would love. I would absolutely. You still talking? You still talking? You still talking? Yep. yep. It is fun to tee someone up. I got to do it once in, in intramurals. Give him a quick wow. What a treat! I, I'd even make him a deal. I'll only fix one game a week. One game. I'll fix one. You're give not me paying like, me enough. Give me the like 10K? Give we're me on board. Like we're 10K? company guys. We're company yeah. guys. I'll fix as many games as you want me to. Shit, the shield. I'm here for the shield. I'm here for the shield. Yeah. Oh, I was talking about for the mop. <laughs> oh, I'm on. I, I can't get. I can't get in the mix with that. I mean, I mix Dave, I'm pretty sure Dave Silver is the mob. Wait, he's <laughs> a mob. He's, a, he's not the mob. Oh boy. All right. So that's that's my pie chart to blame. We talked about our our gripes with Doc Rivers in game. Let's go to post game where he got a little bit flustered. He was a little bit frustrated. The uh, the reporters, um, D line him most notably um, was. They were giving it to Doc. They were giving it to Doc, and I think his frustration came out when he was asked about um, Ben Simmons and and Ben Simmons free throw shooting, and. He, for some reason, felt the need to to restate. He, he got he got spicy. <laughs> he felt the need to restate that Ben Simmons is not going to be a forty point scorer. Now, for people out there, we know Ben Simmons has scored forty points in a game versus the Utah Jazz. We all watch basketball. That's not that happened. We saw it. We know that. But for some reason, Doc Rivers felt the need to restate that Ben Simmons is not going to be a regular 40-point scorer and go on to defend Ben Simmons and and this, that, and the other thing. I It's just – like, dude, like, we also have eyes. Like, you, you yeah. can tell me I don't know ball as much as, as much as the next guy, but I know enough to where these – you know what? 
I'm going to get off my soapbox. Max, how do you feel about Doc Rivers postgame comments? Uh, uh, the, the ever optimist in me just wants to leave it at, you know, he's a coach defending his guy, but I can't bring myself to actually you know, formulate that opinion and say it with a straight yeah, face. So I, I think it's just, I think it's just kind of sour grapes. I think, I think that Doc realized that he got out coached by Scott Brooks, which hurts to say in any, in any capacity. And I mean, yeah, like that's, that's the heat of the moment. We see, we see it with players all the time, you know, you're, you're pissed after a tough loss where, you know, maybe you were, you know, maybe you're the guy who missed the open three to tie the, you know what I mean? Just anything like that. And people are, are naturally hard on, on themselves when they make mistakes and, you know, I think I think part of it was that, and I think that there was maybe just a dash of, hey, I'm up three nothing in the series, have dominated and lost my MVP candidate halfway through the first half. Could you guys maybe you know throw me just give me a like break. one yeah, bonus? Give me a break. So I, I think that's what it, uh, of of what it ultimately boiled down to. But yeah, I I mean you know we all know that that Doc Rivers he's a players guy. He's never going to be the kind of guy who is like. Ben Simmons was bad at free throws and he should be better at free throws. He's never going to say that in the press conference. So, you know, I, I, I think that it is what it is. And, and, you know, hopefully, hopefully this is just a, a bump in the road. I think that's really the, the most positive spin I can put on this. Mm-hmm. Josh, where, where, how are you feeling? I mean, I think Max, like what you said, it wasn't like wrong, but like you said it yourself, like you're choosing to be the optimist here. Like, what like like he's definitely protecting his players, and that's what everyone does for the most part nowadays. And like I, I get it, you know. I'm for one reason or another, I tend to be the boomer of the group with my old fashioned ideals. But oh, yeah, what's old man Saffron, here he goes, old man Saffron. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I'm right. right. What I get from that is it's it's softness and complacency, like. That's what I'm hearing. It's like what I'm hearing is it's okay for Ben Simmons to shoot 50% from the free throw line. Like he think, look at everything else he can do. That's so well, it's okay that we lost today. We're up three Oh, and to me, it's not okay. And, and it's like, I'm not, as I said, I'm not worried about the wizards, but oh my gosh, I just wanted to get out of there with a nice sweep. In fact, I made plans to see a movie on Wednesday night. And wow. uh, Sierra, no Sierra Green, brazen social man. I was looking forward to it. Like you would get them tickets away. You can get yeah. them tickets away. Oh my gosh! Like no movie. <laughs> what is it? But like back to what I was saying though. It, complacency. I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to. Like we want more out of Ben Simmons, and we talked about this last week. We need more out of Ben Simmons. Max and I agreed. I don't need more out of Ben Simmons. What I need free throws, and we just saw it. And and, and we can debate about how much the free throws lost them the game or whatnot. But it sure as hell didn't help you win that game. And and he's just seemed very accepting. Throw your hands up. Ben does so many things great. Oh, if you want me to sit Ben Simmons, you don't know ball. When, as I said at the top of the show, Shaquille O'Neal got sat for this reason. I don't think anyone would try and argue that Ben is a better, uh, yeah, Ben is a better player than Shaq. Like, it doesn't matter how good he is. If you can't make free throws when it matters, you got to get benched. And he just seemed, uh, Ben seemed like a little he, that temper tantrum. You know, he was caught in the act and he couldn't just say, I messed up. He was just, yeah, you don't know, you don't know ball. And I do, you know what I mean? I, I really rubbed me the wrong way. I love, I like doc. I think he's a good coach, but just, I did not like the complacency and I want him to get more out of Ben. Cause that was a big knock on Brett Brown that he wasn't getting enough out of Ben Simmons. Then you could say the same about Glenn, and I'm not saying Brett Brown is better than Glenn Rivers, but I think that same thing is true about Doc, which makes you wonder 
how much is it about the coach and how much is it about the player and him being stubborn? Yeah, and and Josh, I, I agree with a little bit of what you're saying. Obviously, yeah. you know, just disagree with a little bit of what you're saying as well. But when you talk about the, the comparison, I want to hit that first between Brett Brown and what Doc Rivers is getting out of Ben Simmons. Both of them aren't getting that much on the offensive end, but Ben Simmons wasn't like Ben Simmons was always known as a, as a really good upper echelon defensive player in the NBA. He didn't get defensive player of the year nods with, with, with Brett Brown. So what, what I think Doc Rivers did is he said, I know what you are. You know what you are. And you're not going to go out and score 40 points on a nightly basis. You have the ability to pop off for a game or a stretch of games, but consistently, but consistently, you're not going to be 25 plus a night. I know that what you can be is the best defender in the NBA. And since I know you can be that, no, we're going to lock in on that end. And he got, he got that out of him. And I think now when I go back to the press conference sort of thing, what I'm seeing out of Doc Rivers is a coach that's telling the media, telling the Philly fans, hey, I'm the coach. Y'all are the fans. I got it. Can y'all let me get it? Can can y'all let me coach? It's the right, wrong point. That's my next point. He's been in LA too long. He's been with the laissez-faire. Oh, you got it. You got it, people. Way too long. This is Philly. He's got a channel, Doc Rivers in Boston, where he had to go, he had to go toe-to-toe with the media to earn their respect, toe-to-toe with the fans to earn their respect. And right now he's in the he's in the y'all need to relax. We Josh, you said it, Max, you said it. We up, we're up 3-0. I lost my MVP, and we still lost a close game, and it came down to free throws. So let me let me get back to the drawing board. Let me get back to my guys. Let me get back healthy, and I got it. Y'all need to relax. You don't know more than me. That's what he's. That's what I'm seeing him say to everybody. And ingrained in that is I'm protecting Ben because I know Ben is a great player despite the, the missed free throws and stuff at the end of the game. I'm protecting my team. And, and the integrity of what's going on in the series because we lost our best player and our MVP candidate unexpectedly. Um, so that's that's what I'm seeing out of Doc Rivers in these press conferences. And 95% of cities in America, hell, 99% of cities in America, that works. Philadelphia is like one of three where it doesn't. Where the fans are like, "What do you mean? What do you mean you know more than me? What do you mean shut up?" Like, no, because you're doing because you didn't win, so you're doing it wrong. <laughs> So it could 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 all of this been alleviated? I guess is my overall gripe. Could all of this been alleviated if Doc Rivers just came out and said, "Yeah, yeah, my fault needs yeah. needs needs to hit free throws." That's, I'd be quiet. Be quiet by today. I promise yeah. you, would be quiet yeah. by today. If if, right. if either one of them, it doesn't have to be just you know both of them. If if one of them said, "Hey, I get it." I got to be better at the free throw right. line. But, and, but And doesn't Ben Simmons usually respond to challenges? Like when, when players – Challenges he him, knows like, he, can, he can beat. <laughs> but challenges he knows that he can – I guess that's a good point. But like, like when players piss him off, Jared Dudley. When Jared Dudley pissed him off, Ben came back and yammed on him for – what was it? Like 30-something. Like because like, he can do that. But it's free throws. He can do it's something. so easy. But like Max said, he's, he's one in a long line of players who can get better at free throws. You know what would have alleviated this? Doc Rivers saying, yeah, he needs to hit those free throws. And those gym pictures Ben Simmons likes to post, oh, hit, hit it, give me stop, one of those man. at 1.30 in the morning at Just, the practice facility shooting free throws. Ooh, so here's, Jimmy Butler energy. Here's, 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 the, here's the tough talk, Philly fans. Here's the tough talk, guys. Uh-oh. There's a tough talk. Some people have limitations someplace. 
And I've been saying this for a long time. And and, and I usually say it about his jump shot, but I think I think it 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 it, it kind of uh goes over to his free throws as well. That some people, as much as you practice it, as much as you try it, you might not be able to do it. I could go outside right now and I could try to do a standing backflip for it for 300 times every day. And if you give me a year, I probably still won't be able to do a standing backflip. Like slow yourself short. There is this, I just know my I just know my limitations. I just know what I'm breaking a leg before I before I land one what of these standing backflips. You're spry. Here. Yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Some people got limitations, Josh. It was a, hey, hey, I get hey. Some people got limitations, man. I'm not. I'm you know what? Saying. I'm not going to accept that. If I'm if just Andre saying, Drummond, I'm just Andre Drummond, Andre Drummond can you do talk it? about Andre no. Drummond? For every Andre Drummond, there's a Dwight Howard. There's a guy who tried it for years and years and years and never got better. Dwight Howard isn't a point guard. There's there's well, for, an all star point guard on the number one seed. If Ben Simmons can't shoot free throws, then get on the low block, big fella. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. You're wrong. You're going at the wrong person, Josh. I promise. You're not the wrong person. I'm just here oh, to tell man. you. Some people uh, got no, limitations. Not not Some people it. got limitations. You can bang your head against that wall all you want to. Some people have limitations. Give me a wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some people have limitations, man. It's okay. So Give sometimes me a wall. You with it. Do I get a helmet? You got no. a helmet. You get a helmet. I get a helmet? Oh, no man. helmet for all me, right. man. Give me that wall. I'm going to bash Please. my head straight through it. Oh, boys. Question number three. We touched on it a little bit earlier in the show. Um, we saw 12 players last night. I think that like I think that fact kind of might like sneak up on people. Mm-hmm. We saw 12 players last night in the in the in the playoffs. 12 players. That, that kind of it, like the whole roster. It, it's, it's, it's crazy because we had so many discussions of this rotation can't go outside of eight, nine players tops if things are going well. When it's not, that means something bad's happening. Something bad happened last night, but there are exigent circumstances like we like we talked about before. So I'm going to come around. Josh. Yeah. Saw 12 players last night, like I said. Is this just a first-round thing, or do we think the rotations look this way throughout the playoffs? And you can take that however you want to. Like yeah, we said, there are, there, there, there are some reasons why it happened, but but what, what does this rotation look like to you? Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, no, JJ, I get what you're saying, but don't get too spicy. Don't get too spicy with it. Because, yeah, no, because the thought is like, why is Mike Scott playing? And that's a direct that's a direct correlation with them being out for the game, which I gotta hope. Other than the next game, we're not gonna see that happen for the rest of the playoffs. Hope not. Um, but on that note, like just real quick, I would rather play B-ball Paul than Mike Scott. Mike Scott got the Thank ball you. in his hands. Mike Scott got the ball in his hands, had a wide open shot, and wouldn't look at the rim. And then I'm pretty sure someone on the bench must have been yelling like Mike, like. Shoot it if you're open, and then he did, and it looked horrible, and and like it was just bad. But uh, the the twelve players thing, I'm kind of on the fence about this because uh, JJ, I think you said it earlier, where having ten guys is good because your ten can become your seven. But Max, but yeah, 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 it was Max. Got to give credit where credit's due here. (laughs) But it's just I I I don't like the we we said I forget it was it was an Eagles thing where we were talking about the too many cooks. That's what I'm worried about with this. You know, you have five potential guys that could come off the bench. Sometimes I think it's just better to keep it simple where you have your five starters and you got your three guys you can go to off the bench. You know, whether it be Maxi if he's ready, you know, you got Thibault and you know you got Dwight. And who knows what kind of Dwight we're going to see. Seeing Furkan be able to play, he's definitely earned a spot in the rotation. But what's that saying about if you have a bunch of good players, you're not really a great team? Like you need those few 
like killers, like you know exactly what you're getting from them every single night. And I think other than Matisse Thibel and George Hill, you don't Tyrese have Maxie. that. And see, I'm not right. Like, I think he's great. But no, I think there's two it's times scary. now. There's, there's two a, times now where he's gotten playoff minutes and, and produced yeah, very well. I, he's still a rookie. There's a very good chance you could throw him in in the Eastern Conference Finals and he can fall flat. Like, I wouldn't trust Tyrese Maxey in the Eastern Conference Finals. I would throw him out there. But, like, that's the point I'm making. Like, I would much rather have three or four guys who you know you're getting production from rather than we got this rookie who's lighting it up against the Wizards but I don't know how this bench can, is going to do come Easter Conference Finals, or let alone the Hawks, or the Knicks, or the Knicks. Still not counting the Knicks out. Love my Knicks. But, yeah, you know, I'm on the fence. There's some positives to be taken away from it, but at the end of the day, I think it's a little bit shaky that you don't have a set-in-stone five guys or even four guys. Interesting. JJ, what did you take from seeing 12 players last night? Yeah, well, I mean, when I watched the you know twelve Angry Sixers out there, I, I thought this is a, a, <laughs> a deep rotation. Like, but, but but out of out of necessity, right? Like, you have to do that when when you lose your MVP, you lose the best player. You go into scramble mode a little bit, and luckily you went into scramble mode up 3-0, But you have to go into scramble mode for at least the game because when do you ever prepare for not having your best player MVP candidate for for three and a half quarters? Like, when do you ever prepare for that? You you never do that. So it, it puts you into scramble mode. But the reason you shorten your playoff rotation is exactly that, Josh. Like significant, the significant few outweigh the insignificant many. Like you you need to have have a set lineup of, of seven, eight guys max who you know who know you know who they're gonna be on the court with. They establish that chemistry and we move on through the playoffs. I don't need a revolving door of players going deep into the postseason because I know like there, there hasn't been a, a huge amount of time where Tobias Harris has played with Paul Reed or where, you know, Danny Green has played with Matisse Thibel. Like I, these guys haven't played with, uh, you know, extended minutes together. So I need the seven, eight guys who have always been on the court. That's who's going to take me deep into the playoffs. When you start to get to nine and 10 deep, that's a little bit too much. So, um, like, I think we saw 12 out of necessity. And if we have to continue to see 12, it's out of necessity and it's bad. Like, as soon as you can go back to seven and eight again, you have to do that. So, and I think maybe all of that depends on the health of Joel Embiid. We'll see. Um, but now, nah, Duffy, Duffy, you don't want to see, uh, you know, the, the next uh, the next showing of 12 Angry Sixers. That that needs that needs to close after one week on mm-hmm. Broadway. That definitely yeah, needs to close. Max, what'd you take out of this 12 man fiasco? Uh, honestly, I didn't really take anything. This is just like it's the first round. There's a huge talent disparity. You know, even even our 10th and, and 11th guys are are you know just on par with the wizard bench. No, 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 no. Marcus Gaffer was giving it to y'all when B went out. Marcus Gaffer <laughs> got uh, okay. it. I mean, maybe not our backup no, big, but I mean, guys like you know, like, like George Hill, for example, is what seven or eight off the bench for us, and he'd be—I mean, he's easily getting playing time over Howell Neto and Ish Smith on the Wizards. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what I'm Howell getting at here. I—I <laughs> I think that I think I'm going to leave it at this. Come back to me in the second round. Slash Embiid is healthy. Those two that's criteria better. need to be met for me to really have any. I mean, it doesn't even matter if we played ten or twelve, like. If we don't have him be, then we don't have him be. We're gonna literally, have to play that many. Literally, no, literally, I I say, and I, and I, 
I say like almost nothing matters if you don't have Embiid. Like all of these are moot talking points if if Embiid's not there because literally nothing matters in the world. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, literally. Like literally nothing matters because it's it's a loss. I think if with no yeah. Embiid. And I think that I forgot to say this earlier. I think that um, I didn't give my answer on the. I was the first question. My viewpoint on the Sixers hasn't changed because we knew this. Hmm. We knew we like yeah. my my viewpoint on the team of the Sixers has not changed. My view of their title aspirations has. Yeah. So that's exactly that point right there. Sanders, uh, real quick, yes or no? Did yesterday give you any uh, more faith in Furkan getting playoff minutes? Um, he could eat up some end of half minutes. He could eat up some end of the half minutes. He yeah, what I'll that. say is I don't know if it gave me more faith because I still think that the way Doc seems to stagger – um, Danny Green and Seth Curry coming back into the game from when they go out. I think your shooting quota is uh, your spacing quota is taken up by those two. So he becomes Fur- Furkan doesn't have that. I I am needed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it, exactly. Like the way yeah. he staggers those two shooters coming back in off the bench, I still think Maxi gets more, or should get more of those minutes, and Shake Milton should not see the floor. That's yep. just so. Oh, so yeah. I don't think it. I don't think it faith is a question. I think it's just that's that's just right. how how it is. Um, let's see our last question in the main event. Oh boy, dude, why why do we have to do this? We could have just talked all basketball. Like, and this is me oh, saying. No, I know this. what this is going to be. This, this is me saying this, and I think I even deleted the. I I think I might have deleted the graphic accidentally because of just like how. Like so, how disgusting! So, like, how subliminally, I just didn't want to talk about this. <laughs> we actually disgusted you. The Phillies, they drop both in Tampa and they go to the they go to Cincinnati. By the way, the records they have in Cincinnati are historically like historically bad. If you guys didn't watch the the beginning of, game, of the game yesterday, the Phillies have the. Like the second worst winning percentage at Great America Park. Uh, what is that? Great America. Yeah, it's Great America. Yeah, Great America in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. They have the second worst winning percentage at Great America ever um, for an for an yeah. NL team. Yeah. And then the their I, 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 that was the main stat. There was there was another stat there that was kind of crazy, but that was like that's bad because it's not like Cincinnati has been a powerhouse since even before I've been alive. Like the right. great machine had Ken Griffey senior. That was a long time ago. Um, so it's needless to say the Phillies are not doing good. Um, at this point in the season, do you expect the Phillies to turn around at all? Or is it looking like another year of disappointment? And I'm going to say disappointment boys. Robbie, I mean, this team has a year of disappointment written all over. Yeah. It. I mean, I'm like, it's screaming. funny. For opening weekend, we we all we all were. I don't, Josh was probably the only one not really drinking the Kool Aid because he he hops on bandwagons like as they're taking off. But like all of us are all of us are drinking the Kool Aid, right? They sweep the Braves. They're like a little bit different doing it. Aaron Nola goes deep. The bullpen doesn't blow a lead. We're like, oh my god, the Phillies are doing different things than they normally do. And then we, a month and a half later, doing the same exact damn things that we've been doing. Put the clown nose on all of us, oh honestly. Oh, my God. Like, like, no run support, blowing leads. Roman Quinn is hurt. Like, what is different? What is different? Yeah. Like, literally, I, what is different? What I will say is there's a, there there is still a path. I mean, dude, like, they are – they're only three games under 500. They're only, I think, like, three and a half, four games out of the out of first place because nobody's running away this, with this division. You're still ahead of Atlanta. No. 
You're not. You're, no, Atlanta jumped into the number two, but you're like you are not far behind Atlanta. Half the game, Atlanta Braves game, game. The Braves are still under 500 as well, mm-hmm. as well. And the Mets are, if they're not already collapsing, like, in, like mid. I think the Mets are in first by default. Pretty yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, because they, they have games. Because they have Jacob Degrom, DeGrom. who's for some reason. He literally won them a game like, on Memorial Day. With his head. Jacob Degrom is the best pitcher in baseball by far, and they are not doing him justice at all. It's it's a goddamn shame. But like, didn't they have a? Didn't the Mets have another game postponed as well? They had like three straight there postponed. I don't know if they yeah, had another they, one. They have like five or six games less played. I mean, yeah. you know, it's just yeah, exactly. just for the record. Yeah, I, there there's still a path for the Phillies to come out, um, either a and win this division or get into the playoffs. But even if they do that, I'm still saying it's a disappointment. Like we're already disappointed. Yeah, like, like, it's not disappointment; it's disappointed. It's yeah. past tense. They they've already disappointed. Well, us. I mean, like here's here's my thing with the Phillies. I guess is like this sucks. Like this really sucks. But I can't see it getting any worse than this. Like that's that's my. I'm serious. I'm serious. Everybody's injured. Everybody's injured. Your players who are supposed to be good aren't playing well. Like, listen, I know that I'm – it's a very dangerous statement, especially talking about the Phillies and looking at the recent history. But I have to imagine there's going to be some regression to the mean or a progression to the mean of these guys' career batting averages and career, you know, track record shows. So do I think they're going to be winning any pennants this year? Absolutely not. But I, I have to imagine that things have to get a little better. Like, I think things will get at least a little better. Based on based on, like based what, on what, what are they, they are showing now. you? What have they showed you? Losing a you know, clawing a series split against the Marlins, which still baffles me. Losing both to the Rays, getting ransacked by the Reds. Like what? What in the in the past week, two weeks of Phillies baseball has shown you? Oh, it's going to get better. Oh, absolutely nothing. In the last week, two weeks. I mean, this. But what I'm saying is, Josh is playing I, the numbers. I, right, right. I mean, just by the numbers, I don't like. I think this team is around a 500 ball club and and these this last week these last two weeks they've had key players missing and some of their best players underperforming Mr. Nola and you know even Archie Bradley was had a pretty terrible outing when he came back like I don't think this team is going to do anything fantastic this season what I'm saying is if you look at the last two weeks it's been pretty rough circumstances and even still I think they should have played a little better I just think guys are going to get a little healthier and I think Nola's going to be okay. Everyone's freaking out about Nola. I, I still have faith in Aaron Nola. That, that, that's just my thing. I'm not saying that they're going to be running away with the playoffs. I just think this is – I really hope and I believe this is as bad as it's going to get. I'm really, I would agree I'm, with that. I, I, I would agree. I think that I, I'm still optimistic about – and I'm not optimistic about the long-term chances of this year's team. But this, this team this team is better than it's been playing. Um, I mean, Gregorius, yeah. is, Gregorius is hurt. Bryce Harper, if you look at his stat lines, is before he went down on the aisle. And Bryce Harper has had some of the worst luck in baseball this year. He also took um, a fastball to his face. That's that's <laughs> what I mean. Like he he's gotten beat up by baseball um, recently. So like if you look at his stats, he is still an elite player. So th- this team is better than it looks. There's still a trade deadline to get a center fielder to get a back end of the rotation arm. Zach Eflin is is having the season that we thought he would. He's he's a he, he's a number. He's a number three pitcher. It's like Zach Eflin looks like a solid middle of the rotation guy. Zach, Zach Wheeler, Wheeler is dominant, a bona fide superstar. Whatever he, Wheeler. whatever he figured out when he came over from New York to Philadelphia, 
Zach Wheeler is a top 10 pitcher in the game of baseball right now. And we got him at a bargain bin price like for, for what those type of pitchers are being paid. We underpaid for him. This team's better than, than, than it's playing right now. So I think Josh, you're right. I think even if they do still play like that, this season is overall a disappointment because I don't see him going past the wild card or, or the divisional series. It's just, no, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a disappointment. This is and your, we're, we're I, wasting think I'm, time. I think I'm most frustrated because last year we went 500, but the Braves were really, really good. The year before that yeah. we went 500, but the nationals won the world series. No one saw that coming. So like other years, there's been other, other things that have, that have kind of like, yeah, the Phillies just were disappointing, but like, were we really going to do anything anyway? Not really this year. Like, why can we not take advantage of, a, of an NL East that's underperforming all around the board? Everyone, this was supposed to be the best division in baseball. And with the Braves are, are under 500 and the Mets are, are the Mets are the Mets. Like, the Mets are, shouldn't be a divisional lead right now. Like, why, why can't we be the team to take advantage uh, of, a down, of a down lead? Like, if the Braves are under 500, the Phillies should be in first place. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I mean, last two things on the Phillies. Um, we are seeing before our eyes the next great Phillies killer, uh, the next great Chipper Jones in Jazz Chisholm of uh, oh the Marlins. We're seeing the, the the birth of the next Phillies killer, unfortunately. Uh, jazz got a lot saw, of swag, too. I like it. You know, it's, yeah, yeah I, I, I do like me some jazz. But uh, during that series split versus the Marlins, we're seeing the next – Great Phillies killer come into his own. And uh, I have one of those like retractable leashes for, for Joe, for, for big man, Joe, it's getting, it's coming back in real, real quick. I don't like it. It's like, I'm kind of like, he's kept the same pace, but like, I'm realizing that I'm giving him, like, I'm seeing a dog come up like two blocks away and I'm like, Oh, that's a mean dog. So I'm kind of catching up and the leash is getting shorter. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. One of those situations. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a hell of an analogy. What, what was that? That's one hell of an analogy. I thought it was good. Pay the picture, don't he? Pay the picture, don't he? Tied it all together for sure. I'm a wordsmith. I'm a wordsmith. Real, real quick before we move to the rapid fire, I uh, heard a stat today that blew my mind. Reading fighting fills, you know, the future of your organization, four and twenty-one to start the year. So hell yeah, we're back. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't it's, matter. They can't develop prospects to save their life anyway. Well, hey, Bryson Stott just uh, got the Bryson call. Stott just got elevated to to uh, Reading. Who Reading also has just been told this week that uh, by my, my my Major League Baseball and extension Minor League Baseball um, that they have to make extensive upgrades to uh, to their ballpark in, to in First Reading, Energy to to First Energy Stadium or be forced to relocate. Ooh. First Energy down bad like that? No, uh, it's not great. I love me some. I love me some fe. I, I, yeah, I mean, we like it for nostalgia purposes, but nostalgia, <laughs> nostalgia only takes having, you to Bro, I, also haven't been to, I haven't been to a Reading Phillies game in, in years, so like, yeah, I probably don't know what it looked like. You, you said it, that it. First energy's down bad. Um, bad. That's going to do it for our first half, and hopefully we don't talk about the Phillies ever again. Now, I, I like baseball too much not to. But our uh, th- this is a good opportunity for me to tell you about our friends over at PHL Sports Nation. Check out our friends exactly like I said, over at Philadelphia Sports Nation, a local Philadelphia sports site covering all your favorite sports teams across blogs, social media. Check them out at phlsportsnation.com, Philadelphia Sports Nation, enhancing your Philadelphia sports fan experience. Thanks again to our guys over there at PHL Sports Nation. They've given us guys um, 
uh, like Mr. Jocular a couple weeks back, a couple of our guests. Um, uh, was that Brandon Apter who hopped yeah, on yeah. with us? Uh, that was a recently? great episode last week too. It went, yeah. it, or it, Jolliker. I'm sorry. Jolliker's always his, his name. It's, it psychs me out when I see it. I, it psychs me out. There's something in here. It's a, it's a great name. Um, so thanks again to our guys over at PHL sports nation. Second half, second half, second half rapid fire. Here we go. Starting in football. Julio or Julio? Okay. Julio or Julio? Max, do we want him? And at what cost? Rapid fire. Julio, Julio, no point in doing that. Like, who? Who want, Who even wants to do that? Like, yeah, sure. I would love him on the Eagles, like, to watch him. Yeah, Josh I know. Like, it does yeah. nothing for you. It does yeah, nothing. Yeah, it does nothing for, for us. It does nothing for him. It does nothing for you. Doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It, you know, it just doesn't Josh make sense, honestly. You got to take the other, you gotta take the other one. This one. Answer this, Josh. Does getting Julio make you a just, Super Bowl contender? No, 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 no. Does getting Julio make you a Super Bowl contender? No. Okay. So, no. so what are the Falcons asking for Julio? A first round pick. You got three of them. Why give up one of your first round picks in the next year's draft to get a player who doesn't move you closer to a title? For for first of all, first of all they're they're not getting a first round pick for Julio Jones. It's not going to happen. Like I, I don't you think do? it's gonna happen. I don't think they will. I, I will agree. With they that. might not after after Shannon Sharp after Shannon Sharp put him on yeah, board for national no, TV. For they, they might not. They lost a lot of leverage doing I, that. That's what I think too. They I think, lost a lot of leverage. I think the price is y'all. If y'all called, if y'all called, I'm making y'all give me a first. I know you got three of them. I'm making you give me a first. No, I think I think you can get him for like a second and like a fourth or something like that. And here's my thing with Julio Jones is, you is are, they, him. Yeah. are they a Super Bowl team? Right? Well, that's not my money. Uh, you're are you a Super Bowl team this season? No, you're not. But bringing so Julio he's thirty four. Bringing in Julio Jones would expedite Devontae Smith's growth. I think major. Like you got Devontae Smith and Jalen Rager, and you got no one else other than that. Yeah, Greg Ward. Yeah, Travis Fulgham. No, no, no. Bring in Julio Jones. You can help develop Smith and Rager. I think such a great amount. And he's not gonna. He's not just gonna fall off a cliff next year. And I think next year's team can really compete with Julio oh, Jones. Oh come on! I, listen, we'll we'll remember. I'll remember he's this. He's a wide Banners. receiver. He he plays the most dependent position in the NFL. So if, if if everything else around him is not going well, having Julio Jones in your offense doesn't doesn't make you all of a sudden a competitive team. Like, I like, think it does because you have legitimate, legitimate weapons offensively. If you bring Julio Jones here, and I think he can really help. You have how many? How many weapons? I mean, it how makes many? you a better team, but like it, it doesn't. By it what? Neil it, from it, what? It makes you five wins to six. That's my point. You're still on the playoffs. You're still doing it, and and now you're just exactly. gave up your future. One of your future building pieces. Like no. what's the knock? What what has always been the major knock on Julio Jones? He doesn't score. That's like he does. Like he, he doesn't get if, thrown if, to if, in the if, red zone. He get that, well, that's, that's well, he drops the ones he gets thrown in the red zone. But like it's that's always the knock. He'll rack up two hundred yard games and he won't have a touchdown. What does that do for you as a team where you're paying you him something? You're, you're paying him something north <laughs> of twenty four million dollars a year, and your problem side of the ball is defense. Oh well, that's. That's a total like I can't disagree with you there, Banners. Like, yeah, you're right. About what, that. what are we talking about? Well, you're handcuffing yourself if you go and right. grab Julio. You're handcuffing yourself to make a move on defense. Well, right Maybe now you're not you're making a you're putting yourself in a bad situation to make a guy who's a, a storied veteran unhappy. He doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. Right. He's, he just had to sit through that he the last to to three win. years since they lost the Super Bowl. 
Like, Josh, like, it's who it's like if, if you're talking about, I actually don't know because to me, a, a Eagles trading for a wide receiver doesn't do anything for them. Like, no. if you're gonna if you're gonna make a trade, it's gonna be like a building piece trade, a linebacker, a lineman, defensive back. Like, I don't right. think you make a trade for a, a weapon right now. Like, that's that's a, a a last piece of the puzzle thing to go win a championship, like going to grab Julio. I, I just don't think it does anything for the Eagles. I think it'd be a waste of time. It's Julio Jones to me means paying $50 million for two years before he inevitably wants out or it doesn't work out and they need to cut salary and raising expectations now and putting them on a first year head coach who's never been anything but a coordinator, a hmm. new defensive coordinator who's never been anything besides an assistant coordinator and position coach. I'm pretty sure he only spent one year as an assistant coordinator. Like, why would you? spend that much money to make a Hall of Famer unhappy, not give him the the end to his career he would like, just to de, to quote-unquote develop Devontae Smith, which we're not really sure that's going to happen, and raise expectations like... and make yourself angry. Josh, I don't blame you for wanting to see some excitement. to like Because you get Julio, you're going to have three, four, five really exciting moments this season. It's going to be really fun to watch at those four or five moments. It's going to be really cool. And, 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 you, and you'll probably love it in those moments. But the listen, rest of the time, you're going to be like, damn, this probably wasn't it. <laughs> I think, Eagles, I think it. the Eagles have a shot at making the playoffs this season. And if they get Julio Jones, oh my I will really think they're going to make the playoffs. So that's what it comes down to. I, you know what? I got, I got to respect you for for the just the hill that you have built for yourself that you have chosen to die on. I do. I I'm, my hills are uh, pretty good, except for the Brett Brown one. <laughs> and that was before the show, so, you know, oh, I don't even man. need to bring it up. The hills have um, highs, Josh. The hills have highs. <laughs> our, our last question for Rapid Fire deals with uh, one of the best receivers. I won't say wide receiver. One of the best receivers, the best tight end in Eagles history, Zach Ertz. It's been messy, um, to say the least. I, won't, I don't think we need to dive into too much backstory for, for Zach Ertz. And I'm going to give you a which. Uh, which is more likely here? Okay. So the which, what, what, what? So the what is more likely here? Is Zach Ertz going to be on the Eagles in 2021? Julio Jones is on the Eagles. The <laughs> Phillies make the playoffs, or the Sixers win the finals. This is <laughs> we're running. <laughs> we're running the gambit here. We're running the gambit here. Run through, run through them again because they, they run through them again. We're running the gambit. Which is more likely? Okay. Zach Ertz is on the Eagles in 2021. Wow. Julio Jones is on the Eagles in 2021. Wow. The Philadelphia Phillies make the playoffs in huh. 2021. Or your Philadelphia 76ers win the NBA Finals in 2021. Zach Ertz Eagles, Julio Jones Eagles, Phillies playoffs, Sixers NBA champions, which is more likely Josh. I'm throwing you throwing you right to the fire. It's funny because I made this question and I don't have an yeah, answer. I don't got an answer. I don't have an answer. I'm glad you Oh, man. Which one is more likely? Well, it's not Zach Ertz on the Eagles. No. I'm going to tell you that one. one. And that's how the question was created because I was like, how do I how do I contextualize the chances of Ertz being on the Eagles, like being that low? I type think, one number. It's zero. I think it's the Phillies making the playoffs. Maybe maybe if last night didn't happen the way it did and we had an MRI result, I would say the Sixers. But as we stand like right here, I'm going to say Philly making the playoffs. I don't think anybody would go Phillies. 
I didn't I'm think anybody teeter. I'm this. teetering. I'm teetering. All right. So, JJ, which is more likely? Zach Ertz, Eagles, Julio Jones, Eagles, Phillies playoffs, Sixers champions. Nah. I just, I just, uh, I just pictured myself saying Phillies going to the playoffs out loud, and it just didn't, it didn't sound right. So like, <laughs> it didn't feel right. It didn't, it didn't feel right. Because here's the thing with the Sixers. The Sixers, like winning the championship is very viable, much more viable than any other these things going on down here. The only reason it's even in this is because Joel Embiid is injured. Now, an MRI comes back negative. He even maybe misses game five, but the Sixers win. He's got a long rest till the second round, and maybe we're not talking about this. And now it's, it's a literally a, a home run, no doubt about it, answer. The Phillies... Even if though, even if the Phillies are back 100 healthy, like they, they might still be sitting in the same spot that they're sitting now. It, like we we can give them the handicap of injuries. We all know our fighting Phils. Everyone could be healthy. They, those same stuff could be happening with or without injuries. So for that reason, I gotta go. The most likely of these things happening is your your number one seed in the conference conference gets your healthy MVP back and wins the championship because that's it could, it could happen. <laughs> Max. I Do mean, it. I kind of thought Do I had free reign over picking the Sixers to win the title, so I didn't really prepare for anything else. If if I really want to try and go out there on a limb, I'll say Zach Ertz is an Eagle officially week one, but not by week four. Yeah, I, guess, I guess that's in 2021. I guess that's technically, yeah. Interesting. Oh, boy. I want to say something different here. Like, it's... Say Julio. Well, no, I, that, I just... I can't do that after the after the. <laughs> that's the, like the, the you weren't even paying attention option. You know what right, I mean? Right. Like you on your online test. Yeah. The the tirade I just went on. I can't pick Julio. Um, <laughs> oh boy, I you know what? You might have actually talked me into the Phillies thing because I, I I I said a little bit about it. I I think I have to go Phillies here because I mean it's Zach Ertz is not going to be here. Like the the teams like. Um, what did San Francisco? The, the Bills just restructured digs today. Right, that's that's to, where it was. To clear, yeah, the, to clear the Bills, like almost eight yeah. million in cap space. Yeah, the Bills restructured. They they're in total effort mode. Like if Zach Ertz can help us bring him in, um, he's not going to be here. Julio Jones not going to be here. The Sixers. It's definitely a fight between the Phillies and Sixers. Um, and I want to say the Sixers just to to you know go it'd be that guy. But you know the Phillies. We talked about it. That division is just bad. Atlanta is severely underachieving. Mike Soroka just got the uh, the the bad news about his Achilles, and the Mets are the Mets, man. Like it, Mets. It, the the, the, Mets. the uh, Mets is an acronym for must end the season. Like it's uh, like wow. You never heard that? <laughs> never heard that. That's you never heard great. that one? That's oh, yeah. great. Yeah, must end the season. So it's, you know what I mean? Like it's. Great. I gotta go Phillies here. It is, I, you know, am I you wrong? Know you wanted to. No, you're not right. wrong. I almost, I almost changed my board behind me just now. That was that good. I got to remember that. You never heard that one? I've literally never heard that. Oh, one. yeah. Am I the only one who's never heard that before? Like Josh and Max, so. you've heard that before? I've heard, I think I've heard Banner say it. I mean, let me, let me get out the rock from under that, from what, from which under <laughs> I live, but that, that was great. That was, yeah. that was great. I thought you made it up, Banners. You should have kept that because I would have no. thought you were the most clever person on the planet. No, because like Vinny from South Philly would have found out where I live. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, that's going to do it for Rapid uh, rapid Fire. We're going to get into tap outs to wrap up the show. Who wants to go first on tap outs? Banners, I'll, I'll, I'll take the tap out first. Oh, here we go. 
I went I went golfing today for the for the first time this summer. Oh, I am horrible at golf, by the way. Like I am absolutely terrible. Love going golfing though. So it's just very annoying when I go out golfing and you got the people behind you and they're just so blatantly annoyed with you because you're bad and, and they have to wait behind you. And I'm playing with my friends who are all so bad. And it's like just go to a nicer golf course. Like me and my friends are playing at the cheapest golf course we can find. And we got Mr. Mickelson and Mr. Woods behind us shooting us dirty <laughs> looks. And I'm like, dude, just, just go to a nice golf course. Like I, I paid $17 to play my nine holes. All right. Like, let me come in, have my fun, be bad and get out without having to worry about everyone around me. And I, that's, it just happened today. Today was fine. I've had people yell at me, telling me I suck. I'm like, I know I suck. I'm having a good right, time. Yeah, I need you to tell me that. First yeah. of all, that's a hell of, that's a hell of a deal. It's a steal. $17 for me. Oh mine. yeah. Yes, my sir. goodness. I don't know where you found that. My goodness. Golf so now app. You go on the golf now app and you, you click on hot deals. They got plenty makes it. I'm not an early riser, especially, you know, in the summer when uh, there's no school going on, but Hey, for $17 round of golf, I'll get up early. Josh said, that's the exact reason I refuse to go golfing with my friends. I can't deal with the heckles. Can't deal with the hecklers. Can't deal with it. Tune them out. Tune them out. No can't Ben Simmons mentality. Too quiet right everywhere else. They're the only, the only ones making noise. I can't tune them out. I'll, uh, I'll tap out next. Great. I would like to remind the hey, day. All right. So, the Philadelphia restrictions got moved up two days from June 4th to June 2nd for pretty much all restrictions being Just lifted. Five. I, I would like to point A, point B. Point A, keep in, just be, don't lose that respect. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. uh, Don't lose that respect that you gain during quarantine. You know what I mean? Like, don't, well, I, 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 I like, I still hate people. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want to be just, touched anymore. I don't right. like being touched by random people. Just because anymore. restrictions got lifted doesn't mean we go back to. I hated nightclubs. I, I hate nightclubs anyway. Don't be all up. Like, give me at least five. Like, you don't got to be six feet anymore. Give me at least five. I don't like you. Okay. Like, let's let's keep let's this right here. That's good. Stay over there. I don't like you. And two, well, A and B. I'm realizing that I'm still gonna carry a mask. Like, I'm still going to carry a mask because I don't know how me as a person that I was like so comfortable walking into the quality of places that I've gone in and like the the like the bathrooms and like I was OK with this. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, Bader, Bader, definitely like, keep that thing on you. Definitely yeah. keep that thing on you. Like I, that's back pocket. It's like wow, like they strats. You know that, like you know that three, like the for for, every, for every guy out there, for every man that that the three pat you do before leaving the house, phone wallet like, keys, real quick, the pat pat pat. Yes, you go. That now gained a four, that that gained a fourth pat. Mm -hmm. Like it's like it's now both masking, back cheeks get yeah. one. Exactly. The the mask is the other back pocket next to the to the wallet. It's right there. It's pat 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 pat. You know what I mean? So that's I can't believe I was that comfortable before. You might have just patented something. The pop, 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 pop. Yeah, square, yeah, yeah triple pop. On it. The, the, the four pap. Yeah, the, the quad pap. The quad pap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, sir. Who's going next? I can go next. Um, mine's real simple, man. And I'm only echoing a sentiment and a thought that I've had today and, and kind of a couple of times over the past week. And I don't know who needs to hear this, so I'm going to just say it to everybody. Keep going. Keep working. Keep grinding. Whatever, you, whatever you path you've set yourself on. If you, if you haven't heard it from anybody, I'm the person telling you right now that, that don't give up. Like if, if you've thought about 
kind of putting it down, doing something else. You think it's not for you. I'm the person that you need to hear it from. Keep going, keep working at it, and you're going to see results at some point. So that's all. Just a little PSA real quick. Yes, sir. My G-Way. Max Coolish. Um, so I actually thought I wasn't going to have a tap out because I thought JJ was was just going to, you know, kind of uh, go right off his board. So, I mean, you know, it's been staring at you in the face all episode, so I won't go too deep into it. But just take a page out of no- Naomi Osaka's book. Mm. I get it that, you know, the everyday person might not be able to relate to just being able to shrug off a, a pretty sizable facet of their, their job when they want to. But, you know, for the everyday person, just remember that, you know, prioritize yourself because a company will always prioritize a company over you. You are, no matter how big or small the company is, you are a cog in that machine, whether you're the only cog or whether you're one of a thousand. If something were to happen to you, you'll get your 15 minutes, you get your 15 minutes of respect and remembrance. And then guess what? Your spot has to be filled by someone or something. So make sure you prioritize yourself first. And, um, you know, you, it's it's a tough tough act to balance, you know, needing a job and needing to take care of yourself. There's plenty of other jobs out there. There's only one. Mm-hmm. Talk to him, digits. Talk that talk, man. That was beautiful. I thought you were gonna. I thought I thought I was ready. I'll I'll show you to just tap to out. Be honest, man, you were gonna take that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it a whole hundred with you. I wanted to say something about it. I couldn't find any words that were as eloquent and as like precise as that right there. Like, mm-hmm. like it was like a lot going on up here and I didn't know how to get it into a few like coherent sentences. And you did it better than I could have, to be honest. That was it like, takes, so it, I get one of those a week where I can take a big idea and get it coherent. So I, I usually, I usually spend it here. So there you go. <laughs> well, that was very well said. Well, just to remind you, you can find us wherever you get your podcast platforms. I know I didn't give you Take the, me home, the yeah, I, didn't, I didn't give you the surprise <laughs> reveal. I know I lost a little bit of shock value this week. But you can find us wherever you find your podcast. Whether that be Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever, TTPL Philly Trust the Process Live. Look us up. Join us if you haven't tonight because I know you might still be reeling from last night as I was. But that's going to be it for us this week, Philly. We'll catch you next week on Monday. If there's not a Sixers game, even if there is, hell, we might still cover it. Might still. It's been a pleasure. As always, we are brought to you by My New Philly, where something's always new. And everything and everything's always Philly. New. Philly. Have a good week, Philly. Digits was really funny today.